On today's podcast, we listen to Nick Saban's press conference from Monday, August 24th. Nick Saban talks about wanting to be better going into the 2020 season, not being satisfied with where his team was during the 2019 season. Saban also talks about new addition Freddie Roach. He's the only assistant that was added to the 2020 team. Think about that. All the continuity that Alabama has returning should bode well for this team in 2020. All this and more coming up on Nick Saban's press conference starting right now. Well, I hope everybody's, you know, safe and uh, really doing the right things to keep you and your family safe out there. Um, we have a lot of great supporters at the University of Alabama, so we'd certainly like to keep all those folks um, to be good supporters for us in the future. Um, you know, we just kind of put pads on for the first time today. I think the acclimation period is certainly a positive, you know, for players when it comes to um, – you know, you got two days in just a helmet, two days in shoulder pads, and then today was the first day in pads. Uh, I thought our players responded and reacted to it pretty well. Um, you know, obviously, the most important thing at this time of the year is how many guys can we develop to play winning football uh, on this football team? And I think probably more than ever, uh, the depth of your team, the experience of your team um, is critical uh, because you know, we may have more issues from a personnel standpoint uh, just by the nature of where we are than maybe what we've had in the past. Even though, you know, all of our efforts are to keep our players safe. Um, but, you know, this all comes down to uh, everybody's personal discipline uh, to sort of manage their bubble. Uh, we don't have a lot of issues when the players are here. They all wear masks. We practice social distancing. They stay separated in meetings. Uh, we keep them arm's length apart on the field uh, as much as possible. Um, it's, okay, when you leave here, uh, what kind of decision do you make in your own personal bubble? Uh, because that probably is the biggest challenge for us, and that comes to everybody's personal discipline to make the kind of choices and decisions that uh, they won't have issues because I think this is everybody's personal choice. I think, you know, we had the Surgeon General, you know, speak to the team on Monday. Uh, and he said what I'm saying loud and clear, you know, to the players. Uh, you manage this for the safety of your family. You manage the safety of yourself in terms of how you practice all these things. So uh, that's an opponent that we have to deal with uh, that I think is an important one uh, for player safety. Uh, and that's something that we've uh, certainly, I think, done a really good job of. I think our medical staff, Jeff Allen, his staff of folks, our doctors have done a really good job. I think the SEC Medical Task Force has done a really good job, you know, in all those areas. Um, so we've had a lot of heavy installations so far on the field. Uh, this is very challenging to young players. Uh, but I think that the 10-day, well, we had 10 days. We used 10 days where we could have sort of a mini-camp type of you know, atmosphere um, where we had six hours a week on the field, six hours in meetings. Uh, I think those walkthroughs were very beneficial in helping the young players, you know, understand. I think all the Zoom calls that we had, you know, helped them gain an understanding. So um, they're picking it up on the field a little quicker and with a little better understanding uh, than maybe what they normally would because we've had so many so-called chalk talks, walkthroughs, those types of things that um, I think have really enhanced their development. Uh, I think one other thing that's really important on every team is, uh, and I talked to our team about this the other day, is you know, what kind of humility do you have as a person and as a competitor? 
uh, because people who have humility you know, are always working to get better. Uh, people who don't have humility are always looking for ways to think that I'm entitled to not have to do what everybody else does. And I think when you have that, it's hard to develop team chemistry. Uh, and I think it's hard to have your best players uh, be the best competitors on your team. Uh, and we've obviously had two opportunities, Kobe Bryant and Michael Jordan, the last two years that our players have had the opportunity to talk to that uh, they were very loud and clear on the fact that uh, they were never satisfied. Uh, they were, had lots of humility. Uh, they always respected their opponent and they were working hard to uh, get better uh, every day. And I think that's really, really important. But, uh, you know, when you don't have humility, uh, can cause a little complacency, which creates a blatant disregard for not doing what's right uh, because you feel like you're entitled to something and that's not good for team chemistry. Uh, obviously, we'll work hard for the rest of this week. Um, we're kind of doing these first two weeks like spring practice, so we're practicing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, it gives us a good chance to teach on Tuesdays and Thursdays um, and still be within the 20-hour you know, sort of work week uh, to try to get these guys ready to uh, go out in the scrimmage on Saturday so that we can evaluate and see how, especially some of the younger players, um, if they're mature enough to go out there and compete when the coach is not standing right behind them, you know, kind of helping them along. So um, that, that's kind of the next step of, you know, what we'd really, you know, like to do. And I know you're probably going to ask me about, you know, what the mayor uh, did today. And look, you know, th th this stuff is about people. Uh, people are affected in a lot of ways. It's not just about football. So for people to make the right choices and decisions, to wear their masks, to do the things when they're out publicly, uh, respect the rules, respect the virus, that's important. And when people don't do that, I guess there's consequences. And uh, those people that make those decisions certainly know more about it than me. You know, I feel bad for the business owners and the people who are affected by this, um, you know, in a negative way, uh, not the people who uh, really don't have the personal discipline to do things the way they're supposed to do it. Hey, Coach, I'm, I'm curious what you've seen so far out of your outside linebacker group in the first week or so of practice. Yeah, I'm impressed with all the young players that we have. Um, I think all four of those guys have shown some promise, you know, in what they can do. Um, I think a couple of them probably are going to add depth to our team. Uh, I think they have some pass rush ability. Uh, they're high effort guys. Uh, they're really good athletes. So um, a couple of those guys are going to be able to contribute to the team. I don't know for sure which ones yet. There's you know, still a work in progress in terms of the evaluation, but I'm encouraged by that group. Hey, I had, I had a two. One is you talked about the importance of depth. I'm wondering, normally in the spring, you might try to get some guys to learn multiple positions. Are you, do you do that more at all in the fall camp? Or fall camp, whatever it's called, um, just in case? Yeah, we're actually you know, doing that right now, trying to get guys to learn multiple positions. Um, haven't really had anybody you know, cross the ball. Uh, we've met with a couple guys uh, in case that becomes an issue, but we haven't really practiced anybody that way. Um, so, you know, hopefully we'll be able to develop enough depth internally that um, it, it will we'll feel good about every position. Okay, and the second one is you guys, you guys have had times where you lost in the national championship games, and it's easy to use that last loss as a motivation. 
you guys didn't end last season as with the loss, but do you still want these guys to take a lot of lessons from from last season and things that they can build on and improve on? I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, I, I me personally, I, I'm not pleased with the way you know we played last year. Uh, yeah, we had a lot of adversity as a team. We lost some good players with injuries, but there were other opportunities for other players to step up and be able to play and. Uh, play with discipline, give better effort, play bit better intangibles, play better together as team, uh, have better leadership on the team. Um, you know, I, I, I do not think that last year's team reflected the culture uh, of what we're trying to um, develop here, uh, what has made this program, you know, be as successful over time that it has been. Uh, and there's no question that we're trying to emphasize the fact that we want to make sure we reestablish that culture, and it comes from the buy-in of every player to believe and trust in the things that we're asking them to do is going to help them have success, you know, individually as well as collectively as a team. Uh, Nick, the only position coach change you had this offseason was with Freddie Roach coming in. Just what has he brought to the team, A, and then B, just has it helped at all that you haven't had a ton of turnover and the coaching staff and trying to navigate some of the challenges of this offseason? Well, I don't think there's any question about it. The continuity has been a real asset for us this year. Uh, I'm excited about having Freddie Roach on the staff. I mean, he's an Alabama guy. He's great, great energy and enthusiasm. He's very knowledgeable. He's got great pride in his performance in terms of what he's trying to do. The players respond to him really, really well. Um, so I, I think it's uh, very helpful to the chemistry of our staff to have you know, that kind of personality added to the defensive staff. You kind of touched on this in your opening, but after a week, just uh, being back at practice, how different is practice during a pandemic? What noticeable differences have you seen from a normal year? I really don't see anything. I mean, we practice, we still do, you know, same footwork drills, receivers run the same routes, uh, quarterbacks got the same reads. Offensive lineman got a block. Defensive players got a tackle. Uh, everybody's got a key read, look at the right thing. Uh, so when we're out there on the field, uh, everybody's focused on, you know, what do I have to do to be a good football player? Um, you know, the wearing of the mask, the, the staying apart, you know, when you're not in there. Um, but when you're playing, when you're in there playing and it's your turn, it's your rep, we expect you to be 100% focused on doing your job and do it the right way. So. Um, I don't see any difference. There's no difference for me except this thing around my neck I, that I wear that when I put up here, I can't seem to get the same emphasis that I'd like sometimes. You know, I mean, I look like Jesse James robbing a bank. Um, and I can't sort of get on people like I like to. Um, muffles the sound a little bit. So when we need to get it someone's attention, we have to come out of bank robber mode. Hey, Nick, um, you return two very experienced running backs, uh, um, Najee Harris and Brian Robinson, along with Trey Sanders, who returns from a foot injury, um, along with some newcomers. Can you please talk about the running backs with the emphasis on Najee and Brian Robinson, please? Yeah, those two guys have done great. They've really worked hard. Uh, they've had great camps so far. Uh, Trey Sanders has done extremely well. 
Uh, the young guys have done really, really well. I see them all contributing. Um, and I think those guys can all have a role on our team. Uh, that's, that's an area of our team that I really like the depth. Um, I like the experience that we have with two seniors. Uh, and then there's some young guys that have some you know, really, really good um, ability uh, to contribute. And, and these guys are all really good special teams players. And you know, I, I think when you have depth at linebacker, running back, tight end, uh, skill positions, wide receiver, DB, uh, that really, really helps on special teams because those guys take up a lot of roles you know, on special teams. And I think these guys are going to make a real contribution in all those areas as well. Uh, yes, uh, I was wondering, uh, four years ago, you brought up the idea of a college football commissioner. How much do you think that would be particularly beneficial given the current climate with uh, all the conferences kind of uh, doing their own thing? Well, you know, I, I think that, um, you know, it's important, at least I look at it a little bit as if it's important that you know, that we have something or someone, some organizational body who can bring everybody together. Um, and um, I, I don't know if that's a commissioner. I don't know if it's some council. I don't know if it's a committee someplace. I, I really don't know the best way to do that. Uh, but I do think that, you know, it would benefit college football if the five major conferences could always sort of come together on, you know, what's best for college football. And I'm not saying that they don't all have those intentions. They do, but sometimes they just don't all sort of marry up, uh, which is kind of the situation that we have this year. Um, so do I think it would be beneficial if we had some way that we could tie all that together? Yes. The solution to that, I'm not sure exactly what it would be. Hey, Coach, I was curious about Josh Job. You mentioned last year that, um, you know, maybe needed to do a little bit better job of controlling his emotions and not trying too hard. I, I was uh, curious what progress you've seen from him in that area. Oh, I think he's done a really good job in that area. Um, you know, Josh is a real competitive guy. Um, he plays with a lot of energy and enthusiasm. He gives great effort. Uh, and, you know, we always say we want guys to play with emotion, but we don't want them to be emotional where they don't make good choices and decisions. And, um, you know, so Josh has worked on that, and I think he's made progress. I think he's aware. Uh, and, you know, he's played with a lot more poise, uh, and he's been a lot more consistent so far in this camp because of it. Yeah, Nick, apologies for the overly broad question here, but given how hard are trying to pull off this football season, what is it about college football that you think is so important to so many people? Well, I, I don't think, you know, we'd have 101,000 people coming to the games if it wasn't important to them. Um, I think a lot of people have a lot of pride, you know, in their institutions um, all over the Southeast Conference. and all over the country. Uh, I think um, people love football in the Southeast. Um, I, I think whether it's high school football where, you know, sort of, you know, that can be the social center of the community. Um, I know that sports tied our town together when I was growing up in, you know, Monongo, West Virginia, 
the last guy turned the lights out because everybody went to the game. Everybody went to the football game on Friday night. Everybody went to the basketball games. I mean, they closed the pool room. They closed MEFs where we used to play pinball and they played cards all night. All right, so they closed all those places because everybody went to the game. So why is that so important to people? They love sports. People identify with competition. Uh, a lot of the principles and values that make you a good player you know, in sports, whether it's uh, pride in performance, personal discipline, uh, your ability to sustain effort and toughness and persevere, overcome adversity. Um, and, you know, but it's been a part of our society since back in the Greek days. Um, so that's why it's important. Uh, now, is it more important than public safety? No, I don't think so. Uh, is there a way that we can do that and keep people safe? I think a lot of people are trying to do that. Uh, and if we can do that, I think, you know, we can play. Uh, if we can't do that, I think somebody will make a decision that maybe we shouldn't play. Uh, but I don't, I, I don't think that we should not try. Right? And I, I really uh, appreciate the fact that we have a lot of people out there working really hard. Because right? this is about the players. Right? When it comes, it's not about, we're, 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 it's not about everybody acts like, you know, we want to play for the money. We want to play for the players. I want to play for the players. We have a lot of guys on our team that can create a lot of value for themselves by playing this season. Uh, and uh, we can create a lot of value, and these guys have worked very hard to try to create and accomplish something as a team. Uh, so, you know, all those things to me are important to the players. And I want to play for the players. I know it's important to the fans. I love our fans. I love the way they support our team. They're a part of our team. Uh, we want them to continue to be a part of our team in whatever way that they can. Uh, but this is really about providing an opportunity for the players if we can do it in a safe way. All right, guys, that's all, we, yeah, all the time we've got, Coach. Thank you. All right, thank you. Thanks for listening to another podcast right here on BamaInsider.com. Remember, you can catch all the coverage back at BamaInsider.com. And also, don't forget to follow us on our YouTube channel. Go to YouTube and simply search BamaInsider.com. Tons of coverage coming your way as we continue to push through fall training camp. This is Kyle Henderson of BamaInsider.com.